0: This audio book of the original America Burning was produced by the firefighter podcast, Combustible. More details on this project can be found online at www.combustiblethepodcast.com. The audio for this recording is consistent with all copyright rights and permissions associated with America Burning and is not affiliated with or endorsed in any way by the federal government or the U.S. Fire Administration. Chapter 17. Fire Safety for the Young, Old, and Infirm There are millions of Americans against whom fire holds heavy odds. These are people with limited capacities, the very young, the old, the physically and mentally handicapped. Lacking the ability to cope adequately with fire accidents, these Americans deserve protective watchfulness from their families, that is, when they are with their families. When they congregate with peers of similar disabilities, a fire accident can threaten many lives, The situation is ripe for major tragedies in nursery schools daycare centers homes for the physically or mentally retarded and homes for the elderly in many such institutions a combination of built-in fire protection and attentive staff has kept fire accidents under control but there are poignant exceptions in february of 1972 six children died in an apartment in chicago that had been licensed by the state of illinois as a daycare center at the time of the fire the operators of the daycare center had won two delays of a court case involving code violations found by the Chicago Building Department. Many such programs for preschool children are not subject to strict building code requirements because they are located in private homes, churches, or other buildings not designed for the purpose of child care. The National Fire Protection Association has amended its Life Safety Code, NFPA 101, to govern construction, exit facilities, and fire detection systems in facilities for groups of preschool children in daycare centers, group daycare homes, and family daycare homes. Included are provisions for early warning fire detection devices where children sleep. The Department of Health, Education, and Welfare has urged the states to adopt these provisions as licensing requirements for these facilities. The commission strongly endorses these new provisions of the Life Safety Code for child daycare centers and recommends that they be adopted and enforced immediately by all the states as a minimum requirement for licensing of such facilities. Among fire's victims, one large group stands out as a special and growing concern, the occupants of nursing homes and homes for the elderly. Annually, 3,500 to 4,000 fires break out in these facilities. During the 20 years from 1951 to 1970, 496 residents of facilities for the aged died in multiple death fires, those killing three or more. No one keeps a national record of single fatality fires in nursing homes, but by conservative estimate, the toll is 500 persons a year. According to government and industry estimates, about 1 million older Americans live in 23,000 nursing homes and other care facilities across the nation. Most of these facilities are licensed by their respective states and hence may be regulated to some degree concerning fire safety. About 14,000 of these are subject to federal certification under Medicare and Medicaid programs and must comply with the 1967 edition of the Life Safety Code of the National Fire Protection Association. Perhaps another million elderly Americans live in housing for the elderly, insured or assisted by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, and thus subject to some fire safety requirements, though not as stringent as they could be. Untold hundreds of thousands of older Americans live in nursing homes that are not state-regulated, usually because they dispense no nursing services, and in unregulated boarding houses, hotels, and other room-and-board facilities that cater mostly to the elderly. Thus, fire protection for the elderly ranges from excellent to totally inadequate, and on balance, is far less than senior citizens deserve. It is a blemish on the American conscience that those who contributed to our prosperity are allowed to live their retiring years where even minimal fire safeguards are absent. The problem of fire safety in special housing for the elderly deserves attention, with growing urgency each passing day. The elderly population is expanding, as is the portion of Americans living out their years in nursing homes and housing for the elderly. A stronger federal role in attacking the problem is justified, since many homes for the elderly receive assistance from HUD, or old-age assistance payments. Fire-resistive building construction, we should add, is not a panacea. In November of 1972, 10 people died of smoke inhalation in an Atlanta fire in a new 11-story apartment house that cost $3.5 million to build. It appeared, in general, to meet the appropriate provisions of Atlanta's Building Code, the NFPA Life Safety Code, and the standards of the Department of Housing and Urban Development for housing for the elderly. Moreover, Many safeguards meant to avert multiple death fires by limiting the spread of fire and smoke do not prevent the accidents that cause single deaths. Safeguard which only prevent multiple deaths cannot be considered adequate to the needs of the elderly. It is not difficult to see why the elderly are especially prone to tragic fire accidents. Many lack the physical coordination to handle matches, cigarettes, or hot appliances safely. Others, mentally impaired or despondent, set fires deliberately. When a fire occurs, physical or mental impairment can hamper the chances of escape. As firefighters have discovered over and over, many elderly patients are reluctant to leave the room that houses their few worldly possessions. Compounding the problem of fires in nursing homes is the fact that many homes are sparsely staffed, especially during the nighttime hours. Better protection is needed. The National Fire Protection Association recently revised the Life Safety Code, and in doing so, gave added attention to the problem of single-death fires. Stricter flammability requirements have been imposed on gowns, bedding, cubicle curtains, and draperies. Early warning detectors are recommended requirements for all new nursing homes, hospitals, and other care facilities. In recognition that building alterations and extinguishing systems are expensive, the fire protection standard is flexible, permitting reduction in compartmentation requirements if automatic sprinklers are installed or deleting the sprinkler requirements where compartmentation standards are met in fire-resistive and protected non-combustible buildings. The Department of Housing and Urban Development too, has revised its standards for institutional and residential occupancies for the elderly to require more extensive, yet not complete, coverage by automatic sprinklers and early warning detectors. State requirements vary widely. Since 1967, Massachusetts, which has some of the most stringent standards, has required that all new and existing facilities for the aged, except those strictly providing housing for the elderly, be equipped with automatic sprinklers if they have three or more residents. On the other hand, there are seven states with no sprinkler requirements of any kind. Reliable estimates place the cost of automatic sprinkler systems between $0.65 and $1.25 per square foot, depending on the difficulty of installation, While this is roughly similar to the cost of carpeting, we recognize that the cost could be burdensome to many owners of facilities for the aged, particularly if the owners must also invest in early warning detectors. Such facilities are an expanding need in our society. Hence, any increase in financial burdens must be carefully weighed against its possible effect of discouraging private enterprise to provide these facilities. Yet the fire safety of the elderly should yield to no compromise. The Commission recommends that early warning detectors and total automatic sprinkler protection or other suitable automatic extinguishing systems be required in all facilities for the care and housing of the elderly. The recommendation applies to residences for the elderly as well as to care facilities. Some financial incentives may be necessary. Federally guaranteed low-interest loans, tax incentives such as accelerated depreciation and exclusion of fire extinguishing systems from tax assessments, reduced fire insurance premiums, and concessions and structural fire protection requirements would offer desirable inducements to builders and owners. In putting forth this recommendation, the Commission recognizes that it exceeds standards of the NFPA Life Safety Code at a time when federal agencies and many states still lag behind current provisions of the code. We believe the federal agencies and states should be making every effort to keep up with changes in the NFPA standards. The Commission recommends to the federal agencies and the states That they establish mechanisms for annual review and rapid upgrading of their fire safety requirements for facilities for the aged and infirm to a level no less stringent than the current nfpa life safety code it is appropriate to pause and note here that the recommendations we have thus far put forth in this chapter and the ones that are to follow could apply equally well to other kinds of facilities for the infirm and handicapped in our society we have focused on nursing homes and housing for the elderly because these have been a major source of tragic fires But other kinds of institutions, such as homes for the physically and mentally handicapped, have conditions very similar to those of facilities for the aged. Thus, it would be appropriate for federal and state authorities also to review periodically the extent of coverage provided by their fire safety regulations, that is, to include various kinds of institutions for the handicapped as well as facilities for the elderly. The limited capabilities of the physically handicapped and the elderly to escape from fire in institutions and public buildings need special attention. A deaf person cannot hear a fire alarm. A blind person cannot see an exit sign. The crippled person in a wheelchair needs ready access to a safe refuge from fire that does not require the use of stairs or elevators. Audible and visual fire alarms, wide doorways, and ramps are some of the needs. The Commission recommends that the special needs of the physically handicapped and elderly in institutions, special housing, and public buildings be incorporated into all fire safety standards and codes. No standards are useful, of course, if they are not enforced. The Commission recommends that the states provide for periodic inspection of facilities for the aged and infirm, either by the state's fire marshal's office or by local fire departments, and also require approval of plans for new facilities and inspection by a designated authority during and after construction. Lowering the amount of combustibles in nursing homes, including interior finishes, furnishings, and fabrics, is a matter of utmost priority. Here, the experience of the Veterans Administration is instructive. The VA is furnishing every one of the 80,000 patients in its hospitals with pajamas made of a flame-resistant cloth. Eventually, all bathrobes will be of this material, and the VA is evaluating the material for possible use in bedding. While the fire-resistant material used is four times as expensive as cotton, it lasts 10 to 15 times longer. The garments have been readily accepted by patients. While the 1% of patients who are risks to themselves, most because of their smoking habits, are required to wear fire-resistant clothing, few of the others reject the garments. Among the elderly in nursing homes, acceptance of uniform garments is less likely. Many have developed sentimental attachment to their own clothing and to the individuality it gives them. It would still be appropriate, however, to require fire-resistant clothing on patients prone to fire accidents. Other fabrics in nursing homes, such as bedding and draperies, should meet high standards of non-flammability, as should furnishings and interior finishes. The Commission recommends that the National Bureau of Standards develop standards for the flammability of fabric materials commonly used in nursing homes, with a view to providing the highest level of fire resistance compatible with the the state-of-the-art and reasonable costs. Other measures can be taken to reduce life losses from fires in nursing homes. Specially protected, supervised areas can be set aside for smokers, Smoking can be prohibited in bedrooms, unless an attendant is present. State and local governments can regulate the location of nursing homes, prohibiting them at great distances from fire departments. They can require that alarm systems be tied directly and automatically to local fire departments. The Commission recommends that political subdivisions regulate the location of nursing homes and housing for the elderly and require that fire alarm systems be tied directly and automatically to the local fire department. The Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, and other governmental bodies which inspect Medicare and Medicaid institutions, can aid local fire departments by transmitting their findings relating to fire and life safety to the departments. Finally, the loss of life can be reduced through the education of staff, residents, and families of residents on fire safety. It is particularly important to train staff how to handle a fire emergency, and in Chapter 15 we recommended that the proposed United States Fire Administration develop training aids for just this purpose. An incident that happened in Virginia several years ago underscores the importance of education for all who enter nursing home doors. After returning home from visiting an elderly relative, a man called the nursing home to confess that he had given forbidden matches to the relative. The call was too late. The patient had already burned to death.